morning, everybody. What's happening, Hoops? Hey now, folks. Welcome to Enough, the only podcast where you can hear a couple guys talk about movies and TV. Hosted by the Turkey Boys, Ryan Ankner and myself, Scott Sweeney. Hello, how do you do? Good, how you doing? We're good. Hoops, a.k.a. Honey Boy. Yeah, Ank's calling me Honey Boy now. It's not a... You don't think it rolls off the tongue? The traction isn't there. I'm pulling for it. I think it's fun. Yeah, nobody's really getting behind it. Yeah. We, Mr. Fresh likes it. But uh, it's a rainy Sunday. Coming at you with a hot new pod. Might be a nice day to watch uh, The Art of Racing in the Rain. What do you think? Well, thanks. Maybe after the show we queue up that nice Milo Ventimiglia. We've avoided it thus far. <laughs> I'd like to continue to avoid it. Okay, that's smart. Is there anything in the mailbag this week? Sadly, I think you know the answer to that question. Mm, yes. <laughs> Had a feeling, but that's fine. Fans, quick reminder, if you ever feel compelled to email us, it's enoughthepodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you in almost any capacity. You want to get right into the news? Yeah. Brr. I was trying to think of something else that's funny to say, <laughs> honey boy, and I got nothing. I mean, that's that's the idea. That's what we're doing here. It's well, the jerk store, Paul, they're running out of you. That's me. I'm the jerk store. Fun. They announced uh, some more Batman casting. We've been following this story very closely. The Batman, we should say. Yeah. I- I'm actually really excited about this movie. As I've mentioned, I don't know, on every other pod, I'm a big R. Pats guy, Robert right. Pattinson, folks. and I love that it's called The Batman. Yeah, I agree with I- I that, I think that's too. very cool. Very cool. And uh, they announced John Turturro is going to be playing Carmine Falcone, a role made famous by Tom Wilkinson in Batman Begins. I was mistaken thinking that it was Eric Roberts, but just for if anybody else who's had that same fan uh, mistake, fans who've had that mistake, I should say, uh, mm. C- Eric Roberts plays a character called Maroney and yeah. nothing else. He was another mobster. Both great gangster names. Carmine Falcone. It's like the gangsteriest thing I've ever heard. And, uh, yeah, I got a good feeling about this new Batman. The... Uh, Batman Begins-wise, that's uh, the only movie that I've ever seen in the theater twice in one day. Fun did fact. you really do that? I did. With me? I feel like you must have been there for one of them. <laughs> but, did uh, I make you go to that second showing? That sounds like me. The I saw it with people during the day, like opening day, and thought it was great, obviously. And then later in the day, other people were going, and I was just like, I'll go again? Like This is kind of ridiculous, but it was great. Enjoyed it both times. Fans. You don't see yourself doing that for the Irishman? <laughs> no, I don't. Fans will get Although to that we already later. saw the Irishman. We'll talk about that soon in the reviews. Yeah. If you've ever seen uh, the same movie twice in one day, email in. Let us know. Give us a little yarn. But uh, they announced there's a Michael Jackson biopic in the works from the producer of Bohemian Rhapsody. They secured the life rights from Michael Jackson's estate to make a nice big splashy biopic about it. And they basically glossed over the fact that... Oh. <laughs> We're coming in hot. What they gloss over? The fact that he raped kids? Well, they glossed over the fact that Freddie Mercury's gay in Bohemian Rhapsody, so imagine how much they're going to gloss over all of Michael Jackson's alleged... Uh, Who's starring uh, as Michael Jackson again? That's, that's the thing. They haven't announced who could possibly play Michael Jackson. Like Joshua Jackson or... <laughs> oh. That's a good first Kevin thought. James. Maybe Michael B. Jordan? Michael B. Jackson? Michael B. Jordan is way too dark. Well, yeah, that's the thing. It'll have to be... They'll have to cast a black guy. And, and then, then a white guy. Oh, you think they'll do a dual role? I don't see why not. He looks that's, like completely different people. Yeah, that's an interesting thought. I was imagining them, like, you know, white-facing a black guy. <laughs> this movie's just gonna be absurd. Whoever gets the role, they'll win an Oscar. No yeah, doubt. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> People love that type of fucking ridiculous transformation shit. Yeah. Oh. And uh, you got any news? Plenty. Um, Let's do a little back and forth. It's volley. All right. They 
as we mentioned before, they are making a live-action CGI combo Sonic the Hedgehog movie starring Jim Carrey, and they yes. unveiled the trailer, and Sonic looked really silly. Mm. So is it Paramount? I think it's a Paramount think, yes. production. Yep. They, Paramount spent uh, $5 million retooling the CGI. I think even more than that. It's five. That oh. I read, an art, I read two okay. articles. The first one, it was rumored at $35 million. That's that was what, what circled thought. around the internet. It was actually $5 million. It's much funnier if it's $35 million. I know. I wanted it to be 35 but I read an article correcting them. Like, the people from Paramount corrected that. They were like, no, we didn't spend that much money over the budget. And also they delayed the movie for like a year oh. to do this. It was supposed to come out a long time ago. And all for just, like, you know, diehard Sonic fans so they can, like, be more pleased when they probably don't even see this movie. That uh, that movie's going to bomb, Sonic. Uh, yeah. That's got it's, bomb it's written gotta, all over it. It really has to. But people did seem pleased with the uh, the new, his new likeness. Like, it's rare. Like, everyone complained and they changed it and everyone's like, oh, this... This is pretty good. This works. They just made his eyes bigger and they changed his teeth to look less human-y. Yeah, they just made him look more like the Sonic from the video games, which I don't know why they didn't do that in the first place. It's like the only people who are into this are diehard fans and they want it to be, I mean, come on. Yeah, I, I, mean, <laughs> what, what I remember playing like? Sonic. I was a Sega guy. Sega! It's, I don't know. I, it, to me... I was a Super Nintendo guy. I never had Sega. But Sonic is fun. Did anybody out there have both? That's something Ooh. I'm curious about. Did you have both systems? <sighs> That's cool guy stuff, if you had both. Tell me you don't remember that. Did you ever play Sonic? I did, but like later on... Remember this life. song? Yeah. This is From a hot the cut. Chemical Plan Zone? This is like the best era of music. Like Sega and Super Nintendo like soundtrack music. I really enjoy this genre, whatever it's called. Anxiety? <laughs> There's actually this guy named Disasterpiece who does scores like in this vein, and uh, I'm a big fan. Fans, check him out if uh, you're responding to this very silly music. <laughs> How do I add this to like my... I want to add that to a cue later to enjoy that while I exercise. Mm. Um, go. What else you got, news-wise? They announced... Well, they've been talking about this for years, but it's official. The Rock is playing some superhero called Black Adam Ugh. for DC. And this is probably hacky, but I don't think The Rock is black enough to play a character named Black Adam. What do you think? Um, like, he is black and not Samoan. Not really, though. No, is that black? The, I looked into this. They said he's black oh, and okay. Samoan. Those are his two. But, I mean, if you're playing a guy with black in the title, it's... I don't know. Yeah. Enough superhero movies. I hate that The Rock finally got his mitts on a superhero role. I appreciate The Rock getting in as much work as he possibly can before the bubble bursts. Yes. Because that's how it's going to happen. Speaking of which, where is that bubble? I would love to see it burst any day now. I feel like he he's getting so big he's going to have to do something stupid. And even then he'll be able to bounce back. He'll probably have like an Eddie Murphy, you know, like transvestite uh, uh, prostitute uh, uh. moment. And then everyone will just go, ah. That would be dope. But uh, also Sopranos Con has been happening all weekend in New Jersey. You stupid fucking blabbermouth cunt! <laughs> Which is happening at the Meadowlands Conference Center. Oh. Like my Meadow. I thought that was fun. I'm sure they're making jokes about that. But uh, I'm really upset that we're not at this. I mean, I suggested going, but it was one of those things that was hard to really yeah, cobble together a trip for. If it was in Boston, we'd be all over this. In, like, Sopranos cosplay, I'd be in, like, a fat suit pretending to be Bobby Bacala. Hank would be Uncle June or Roe April. I'd rather be anybody but Uncle June. Uncle June! What the fuck? Is she there drinking champagne with you? In her wheelchair? But yeah, like, I saw a bunch of pictures from it, and like, Vincent Pastore, who played Big Pussy, he's there selling his tomato sauce. They have a horse that looks like Pyomai. Yeah, he was on Opie and Anthony, or Opie and Sam, or whatever the fuck it is now, mm. the other day, talking about his sauce. 
I couldn't think of anything less interesting than that load talking about some marinara yeah. sauce. It's kind of pathetic. Him to... Oh, this him, is all I got now. Him, like, making an appearance. Like, yeah, I got killed in season two of The Sopranos, and The Sopranos ended, like, a decade ago. But I'm still around, and I have pasta sauce. What do you think? Uh, while we're on the subject... Um, Former New England Patriot Rob Gronkowski is actually setting up for his first annual Gronk Beach Music Festival in Miami, Florida during the weekend of the Super Bowl in February. Are you uh, really excited to go? Yeah, I already got my ticket. I'm very fired up to go. I'm upset that the Gronk Cruise has been canceled and this is like its replacement. They're not doing both? No. Yeah, I don't know why they're not cruising too. We should set ourselves up, get a nice table... Mm. You know, get a whole crew, come on out there day one, like. (laughs) Hey, now. I I don't think there's anything in the world I'd want to do less than go to the Gronk cruise. Yeah, imagine the scene of, you know, the, the caliber of person at this Gronk event. I cannot imagine that type of person. It's probably the shittiest idiots on earth. Just a sea of dullards. Like, I ooh, I'm drunk, and I. I read the I comments. I can't even think of other Gronk things. What does Gronk do besides drink and like dance? That's and all he's say got. Say stupid things. He um, was a good football guy, I guess. I don't know, but he's not anymore. <laughs> so a lot of the people in the comments are kind of like, "Hey, stop trying to be relevant." And I was, for once, I was agreeing with Facebook comments. I'm like, "Oh yeah, he he stinks." Yeah. Yeah. It's one thing when the ex-football players get, like, a, a job on one of these sports shows talking sure. about sports. But, yeah, he's just, he's retired from football and now is, like, a professional party guy. He's just, like, parlaying just like the Gronk brand. Boring, to, dullard idiot. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Also, one thing I forgot about the Sopranos con. I was laughing about the idea of us being, like, starstruck, seeing, like, Charmaine Bucco. <laughs> Like, oh my god, she's here. <laughs> Such sidecar central. But uh, also, Ben Affleck is directing a new movie called King Leopold's Ghost. I saw that, with which, Scorsese producing it. Which is unfortunately not a crime drama set in Boston, Massachusetts. Which He's stepping out of his comfort zone. Really disappointed me. It's uh, a true story about a rebellion in the Congo, which... I guess is a, a passion project for our boy Affleck. He's been trying to get this made for years. And it sounds boring, but I'll give it a go. We're Affleck guys. He's a friend of the yeah, show. I'm correct about Scorsese producing it, right? Probably. Yeah. I'm not sure, but if you think that, it's probably right. Yeah. I um, Scorsese's on my short on my shit list right now. Oh. We're gonna get to that. I don't want I'm gonna keep teasing it, but hmm. the threat of the violence. The threat of the violence. <laughs> um, what else? David Fincher is directing a TV series prequel to the Jack Nicholson movie Chinatown, directed by Roman Polanski. Do we really need more Roman Polanski, like, rapist-related content? I mean, he's been wanted for, you know, Dead or assault alive. and rape since 1978. Yeah. <laughs> and he's a fucking hateable Parisian zilch. He got Me Too'd like back in the 70s when nobody got Me Too'd. Right, and then everybody kind of just looked the other way and gave him a standing O for The Pianist in 2005. Yeah. And we're supposed to just pretend like he's this auteur. Yeah. And now they're making TV shows out of his old movies. Like David Fincher is one of the most prolific, you know, creative, innovative d- directors in Hollywood. Mm. He's, he's, I heard him compared to... He's our generation Stanley Kubrick, somebody said in one of my podcasts the other day. That's fair, especially because you hear about Fincher being very uh, nitpicky. And he, he does, he does yeah. like 100 shots of every take, mm-hmm. and as Kubrick famously did. Right, so it's like, can we uh, have him do something else? Could we? Maybe make another Seven or Social Network? Would or- you? Even fucking Benjamin Button before some boring Ooh. Chinatown prequel. Yeah, yeah. Do people like Chinatown? I've never even made it. I've through never that made movie. it through it either. I think it's, it's super boring. It's a quote unquote classic, but yeah, I can't. I don't know. I I love Nicholson too. It's I just, I just yeah. It's it's just boring to me. But yeah, Roman Polanski. Enough with him. He's and punctual. <laughs> yeah. We'll give him a standing. Oh, 
instead of a proper one, like he deserves. But um, we were cruising through Cameo again the other day. Oof. That uh, you were thinking about getting a William Fickner pop by. $100 for a promo. Mm. That's kind of a lot for Fickner. A little expensive, yeah. Most people don't even know who he is. They just know by his face. So like, oh, I got you a William Fickner voicemail message. Yeah. People would not be that appreciative of it. For people who don't remember, Cameo is the service where you can like pay celebrity, fringe celebrities, like C-list and under, to make short little videos of them saying like whatever you want for them. It's essentially the future of film, in my opinion. Can't wait! But yeah, they, I was cruising through Gilbert Gottfried's on there for a cool 150, which is like, he would be a great one, voice-wise. Yeah, he has a pretty famous voice. And then I saw Greg Grunberg for $200. I don't even know who that is. Yeah. Who do you think you are? He's the fat sidecar who J.J. Abrams puts in all his movies because he was like his college friend. He's an awful actor, and that's literally the only reason he gets work. It's because he's childhood friends with a major director. Bugs the shit out of me. I gotta look him up. I can't even remember. Greg Grunberg. Ugh. He's oh, fucking that fucking guy? He looks like the, like the poor man's Brett Ratner, who's already a terrible <laughs> person to look like Yeah, as it is. Exactly. Or a terrible person to be, period. Mm. Ugh. Yeah. And what like, is he even, this Greg Grunberg even known for? Alias, I guess? He, yeah, yeah, which was a J.J. Man. Which was a J.J. Abrams uh, produced show. wonder how he got that j- job, gig. I can't speak. He was in Star Wars. Yeah, all these are J.J. Abrams pr- productions. Yeah. Just weaseling his way. He's a good Jim. I'm throwing Greg Gun- Grunberg in the old bits. This is like the all, anybody that knows who we are should start shoving us into their productions. Yeah. Um. Yeah, our rate is very reasonable. Yeah, you'll, you'll find. Well, Hoops is lower than mine. I'm a thousand dollars an hour. Wow. Um. um, 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 um Amelia Clark, uh, who played Hi. Khaleesi on Game of Thrones, was apparently pressured into doing nude scenes, and she refused. I guess in the final season, and they said she was disappointing the fans. Yes. Howard's talked about this a bunch Ooh. of times, and he his take is right. Like she was a nobody. She was hired to do the show and knew that there was nudity involved, and then the show got very popular, and she's like, "Oh, I don't want to do this anymore." Right. And they were just like, well, we can't, like, recast this person, you know. She should have just uh, made with the jugs. Eh, she knows I disagree. Like, Ooh. I think they could have just brought in new jugs. Ooh. In my mind, I wanna, I'd rather see new nudity anyway. CGI jugs? No, like other <laughs> women who aren't famous who yeah. would be okay with getting drunk, or getting drunk, getting naked on HBO. Yeah, that's the thing. It's not the end of the world. Just Pick know. somebody else. They don't yeah. need a scene where she's naked. They can do a love scene without showing any of her body parts. Yeah. They don't need that either. I don't, I don't know. It just If they brought in new people, it would probably be more interesting anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else you got? I got a couple funny ones. <laughs> I don't have much more news. I wanted to do, uh, I want to have Flan on for a Denzel segment where I throw Denzel Washington in the obits, much to your chagrin, but, uh, you won't have it. No, you, that's you, not allowed. <laughs> well, this is a Denzel feeling. house. I'll just shut the microphones off. Dudzel Washington. Got him. Jack hates everything. Yes. Jack, why don't you call in and tell us three things that you like? That'd be an interesting segment. Ooh. Jack's more negative than I am, and I'm like the most negative person that I know. Mm. Um, <laughs> no, no besmirching of Denzel on this program. He's garbage. Stinks and everything. Bores me to tears. It is time to take a stand. <laughs> this is Scotty taking a stand on Denzel. Why did you do that, Scotty? Um, because it's right. Visionary director Elizabeth Banks, uh, her Charlie's Angels uh, reboot bombed and had oh, yeah. made only $8.3 million on a $75 million budget in its opening weekend. That's a bomb. <laughs> and her saying that she defends her movie. and all, like, I love how she stayed, like, she like, kept commenting on it. Yeah, I saw a headline where she, was, she blamed men for the poor turnout. And it's oh, like, yeah? It's like... That might be true, because... But we a lot, saw the, both the original Charlie's yeah. Angels movies in the theater. A lot of women didn't see this new one either. Like People just weren't into it. What about the men who go to the theater with women? Do they not exist? Mm. I'm going to be not. going to the theater with my girlfriend this evening. Hey now, what are you seeing? I live with my mother because I choose to. She's the only woman I've ever trusted. <laughs> um, 
We're probably going to go see Ford versus Ferrari. Ooh. If we go, we're going to see. Nice classy date night picture for the kid. The new Arclight Boston is open. Um, oh, Fresh Theater? The Garden, yeah, new theater. Ooh. Yeah, I, I bet that's so, like, mint and fun oh, and yeah. icy. It's in that brand new causeway development, like, next to the garden or above Ooh. the garden. Nice fresh feature in a fresh theater. Those crispy, never-been-sat-in <laughs> seats. Yes. <laughs> I'm, like, daydreaming about how <laughs> nice this theater is. Um, what else? That's what else you got? Are you done with news? I have, like, three more things. Yeah, there's a new trailer for Cats, which Ugh. looks poised to be the biggest disaster of the year. Poison. Yes. And it's just, like, James Corden and Idris Elba, Taylor Swift, this cast is insane, and they're, like, all bad, and I know they're getting paid very well, but I'm legitimately embarrassed for everyone involved in this movie when I see the trailer. It's like, they're... Everything's off with this movie. Like, they're cat-sized, but they have... They're human, but they just have, like, cat big, bodies. And big jugs human on the cat faces. Body. Yeah, it's, it's the most insane-looking thing that's ever happened. And we're going to see it for the show. I hate musicals. Yeah, they're terrible. I think they're awful. Or actually, I walked out of La La Land. They're not all terrible. I like some of them. Maybe. I actually enjoy La La Land. What do you like about it? I thought it was charming and fun and peppy it's and well-made. answer, I suppose. And... But yeah, cats. What do you like about it? Oof. I'm still trying to get the funding for our spin-off turkeys. Where it's Ank and I as turkeys, but with our faces, and we're having fun. <laughs> Give us a green light. Email us a a full budget, if you could. Um Friend of the show, Iggy Azalea, got robbed along with her rapper boyfriend for <laughs> three hundred and $66,000 worth of jewelry. This is the news that the fans love to hear. This is the stuff. Oh, wait, how much, though? That sounded like Almost a lot. Almost $400,000. Wait, there were, was their home robbed, or? I didn't read the article, actually. Okay. The headline was all I needed <laughs> for me to laugh about it. I just wanted to laugh about Izzy, Iggy Azalea's misfortune. She's one of those, I know that name, and I guess I know this song that's, that's playing. That's one of her more famous ones, Fancy. But yeah. That like, I'm so fancy. Are ya? Not really, yeah. She's an Australian nightmare. Yeah. Um, they're making a Zac Efron reality show on one of those non-existent networks like Freeform or something Ugh. it's, it's not Freeform it's like the other one that I can't remember the name of this sounds like Disney Plus content <laughs> or like Apple Plus yeah he's a big Disney guy at least he used to be I think then he started doing racier roles and they took that away that status away mm. he's it's kind of a step down he's like a movie star why is he doing a reality show I'm not really sure yeah. I can't even imagine how much they must have paid him. Yeah. What will that even be? Him, like, working out and... Just doing like, sit-ups and... Leafing through, like, awful scripts, like Baywatch 2 and whatever he's got coming down the pipe. The funny part is there probably is a Baywatch 2 in the works. No, that bombed very bad. They will not make another one. Or they'll reboot it in, like, nine years. They'll just redo the whole thing, yeah, yeah, with all new people and think that they can just pretend it never happened. It's almost amazing how much they fucked up that Baywatch movie. <laughs> Well, the show know. wasn't very good. Yeah, but like that movie is, oh, one of the Rock's worst. Even well, the, even the Rock has come out and been like, yeah, we we kind of missed the mark on that one. It's like it's it's real bad. And well, the show was bad, and like, there's not much to work with. And it's one of those shows that like we should have just let go. And it yeah. was sort of fitting in the '90s. Yeah. And it never really. They didn't even do this stuff. I don't think there was a scene where there was, like, slow-mo babes running. That was, like, the whole show. I don't even think they did that. Did they even play the song or anything? Probably. There was, like, a Pamela Anderson cameo, and she looks weird now. So that was just, like, a could ya? And I think there was a... Who's the guy who used to be on that show? Hasselhoff? David Hasselhoff. Him, like, laying on the ground (laughs) eating burgers. That's his best work. One of the best. Um, T.D.? Yeah, Baywatch, I saw it, and... One of the worst comedies of this decade. Yeah, there's nothing funny about it, and it's just, they just grabbed a couple of really attractive current actresses and said, look, they're in bathing suits. And also, like, they got, they're like, oh, we're making a, we're making a comedy. Who should we get as the leads? Oh, The Rock and Zac Efron. They're both hilarious. Like, you need a funny person in a comedy can't have two, like, muscle head. Efron has the ability to be funny when he's alongside a funnier person. Yes. <laughs> and... Whoa, 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 hey, 
we live together. I think he's great in Neighbors and Neighbors 2. That's where Efron has shined, in my opinion. Yeah, I enjoy those movies. Yeah. Nobody ever talks about those. Those are good movies. Especially the sequel. As far as comedy sequels go, it's like a... What happens again? Run. They're like in another neighborhood with them again. Yeah, but like Efron teams up with them to take down a sorority. It's like a... I never saw it, actually. It's good. I might buy it. Yeah, I recommend it, actually. But also we get... Uh, That's all the, I got There was a news, trailer for I Call think. the Wild, which is based on that very boring book that everyone had to read in the fifth grade by like Jack London, I yeah, think. what the fuck? Yeah, Who's her- in that? Like Aaron Eckhart and <laughs> <laughs> Pamela Anderson? Aaron Eckhart probably auditioned and didn't get the role. It's Harrison Ford. Kick his butt. Harrison Ford hanging out with a CGI dog on like a CGI mountain. It's like, who is this movie for? Wow, is that why. not? But yeah, I thought we'd cruise through uh, the weekend box office for a hot minute. The Frozen 2 came out. Made How'd a lot that of money. Do? Made 41 mil over the weekend, although it's Sunday, so I think it's going to be even more than that by the end of the day. Yeah, those movies just print money. They should just keep making them until the actors are all dead. I'm surprised it took so long for them to eke out this sequel. Like People were obsessed with that yeah, first one. Yeah, what was one. that, the first one, in like 2012 or something? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Good guesstimate. And also, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood, the Tom Hanks, uh, Mr. Rogers movie. Is in second place with a very modest five million, big drop off from number one. Is that a full release or limited? Yeah, I was gonna say that's probably just playing in like artsy theaters, and that's like an indie. You can't judge an indie on like money like that. No, I don't know what makes an indie bomb. And then Ford versus Ferrari in number three in its second weekend. Anks maybe seeing it later. So you'll maybe hear about that next week on the program. At number four, 21 Bridges with a very, very modest three million. With in its uh, opening yeah. Obafor or whatever that guy's name is from Black Panther. Yeah. I saw him on Ellen the other day. He's very uninteresting as a person. He I'm, just wears outrageous outfits. And I am a terrible interview. Well, I'm very snoozy. They, played, they had to do a game with him because he was so uninteresting. They had... Yeah. He always acts like his Who Black Panther character. He's just like the stoic, like, yes. could you? I never saw Black Panther. It was playing when I was getting my nails done once, and I watched <laughs> 10 minutes with no sound, and I was bored out of my mind. It's got some good stuff. It's too long, and it's just like all the other ones, even though it's got I've kind of had different... it with heroes. Yeah. We've At this point, this. I don't know how anyone couldn't have. And uh, at number five is Midway which is still middling its way into America's hearts. Yeah, I'm okay people, without ever seeing Midway. Yeah. People who don't remember, that's like the Pearl Harbor-looking movie directed by the guy who did Independence Day. It's, I think it's got like a 12 on Rotten Tomatoes. It's, uh, it'll be on Crackle in like three weeks. Check it out then. I know you're participating in No Shut November, but... I am. Thank you for remembering and reminding the fans. Have you held to that? Have you stuck with your No Shuts? Hmm. I'm glad you asked, because I have, for the most part... Uh-oh. Although, I did happen upon a Netflix stand-up comedy special that I had to shut. I had to break my No Shut November clause. The new Jeff Garland special. For people who don't know, Jeff Garland plays uh, Jeff... Larry's sidecar on Curb Your Enthusiasm. Freak of fucking nature doesn't want a house tour. Perfect. And he needs Larry David to be funny. He does not work by himself. Yeah. He's a very... His voice is irritating. He's a very loud, annoying guy. And I literally... He had a couple jokes. (laughs) And that bad laugh. Oh, that's a big bowl of wrong. So come on, I'll give you the tour. (laughs) That was it, though? You, you stayed to your, your plan otherwise? Yes. I had a few. Uh, yeah, I shut right. off Teen Spirit with Dakota Fanning's little sister, Elle Fanning. Ooh, friend of the show. Uh, I shut off Hidden in Plain Sight. And I shut off uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Glass, which wow. you predicted that I was going to hate, and you were very correct. Yes. It was really bad. It's like an insane... I can't even think of, like, 
anything insulting enough to say about this movie. Well, they do all these callbacks to Unbreakable, a movie yeah. that came out in 2005. 2001. Even right. longer. And I barely remember that movie at all because it wasn't really that impactful. I remember thinking, like, yeah, it was fine. It's a and good it, slow burn. Right. But yes. I don't like M. Night. I don't. I think The Village was crap. I know you liked it. And Signs was crap. The Sixth Sense is the most wildly overrated movie ever. I prefer current day HJO, <laughs> who's Haley Joel Osment. Um, yeah, he's he's so all over the map. He famously like he made the last Airbender Oof. and uh, Lady in the Water, two of the most like colossal duds that have ever been we released. We laughed in theaters. out loud in the theater during Lady in the Water. I remember that. Literally, we yes. became friends with strangers because we were all like laughing at how bad this movie was. It was like a beautiful moment. But yeah, and now M Night has a uh... quick side note. He has a new show on Apple Plus coming out called Servant that's about, like, a cursed baby. Like, he he had all these hits I saw that. ten years ago. Then he destroyed his career with the movies I just mentioned. And then he, he, like, came back with Split and something else. And now he's, like, ruining it all over again. He's the most all-over-the-place director. I actually thought Split was okay. Of all his movies, that's the only one that I actually enjoyed. Mm. And Glass, like, it starts so cool with you're like oh shit it's unbreakable versus uh split here this is fun but it has the most boring middle section of a movie i've ever seen they all get like captured and they just spend an hour of the movie getting interviewed by this therapist and they talk about superheroes like it's something that would happen in the real world it's like uh, it's insane <sighs> but yes um and I- and then for as far as obits go, yeah, get, which for the fans who just tuned in, obit is when we send uh, random things about movies or TV shows, bits, for lack of a better word, to the grave. Do you that, get it? We don't, yeah, it's, it's a little fun pun that we came up with. We're and having fun. This week we are sending uh, Christian Bale's body transformation <laughs> to the grave. Hmm. It's one of those things that he loses or gains a bunch of weight for every movie that he does. And it, like, we saw this at the theater the other day. They put up a statistic like, did you know Christian Bale lost 70 pounds to play the guy in Ford versus Ferrari? And I just was thinking, like, he's not even that thin. Like, what, was he obese? And then he just <laughs> dropped 70? Yeah. Doesn't he have diabetes? That's how Tom Hanks got diabetes, just by those... Oh, is that real? Yes, those mm. crazy body transformations. Like, it's not good for you. It's bad. You can go through, like, one big change. Hmm. It, but to lose and gain weight every year or so is crazy. Like, yeah. You, it, the amount he has to eat or not eat. Hmm. Apparently, he just stops eating when he needs to lose a bunch of weight for a role. I remember hearing, when he first did it for The Machinist, he said uh, he ate nothing all day and he had a can of tuna and an apple. With like peanut a, butter. At, at the night. end of every yeah, day. I read that too. Yeah. He lost, yeah, because he went machinist, he got stupid skinny. Then he did Batman Begins where he had to bulk up. Then mm. he did Rescue Dawn where he had to get super skinny again. And it was cool back in 2005. Mm. But then he did it again for American Hustle in like 2011. Yeah. And now he's doing it again for Ford versus Ferrari. And it just, he obviously got really shredded for American Psycho in 1998. It's just. Mm. You're a good actor. You have a lot of chops. There's no need for you to keep completely changing your body and getting all method acting and screaming at people on set. One thing I'll give him credit for is I think he's just like that into acting. He just wants to like be as close to whatever character he's trying to play. And Could also you? And also he never talks about this, which I'll give him credit for. I've never heard him talking about like, "Oh, my diet for this." It's all just other people talking about it. Are you he's uh, like, going he's, against my obit here? Are you in on this? He's kind of playing it cool. I'm just saying, you know. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I just feel like he, he's awesome and everything, but I'm a little tired of him as a person. Yeah. Um, he's all over the that's place. That's it. That's my obit. I don't think he should lose or gain any weight ever again. Just stay the same size until you're dead. And if you do change your body, do it by accident like everybody else. Nope. Um, I was thinking before. What re- else you got? Before reviews, we do a little TV talk. We oh. can't shortchange TV here on the pod. We're TV guys, after all. All right. What do you want? What TV you want to cover? I'm a I'm a fan of the morning show now. Diehard fans will remember I had a little resistance towards this program. Ank's been enjoying it very much. It's the new Apple Plus. Uh, Jennifer Aniston, Steve Carell. Behind the scenes Did you of a morning get show. Get in there with the rest of the episodes, or you just seen a few. I just saw the two that I watched with you. Right. But I'm gonna. I want to see the rest. I'm gonna get in there. 
And, it's been uh, good. It's entertaining. It's on Apple TV Plus. Uh, Jennifer yeah. Aniston and Steve Carell. Very well shot, well acted, and it's probably about as interesting as a show about the behind the scenes drama of a morning show could possibly be. Yeah. Um, and, and Billy Crudup is a scene stealer. He's keep, the best keep, part. Keep your eye on him. He's funny and interesting, and he'll, I was surprised still... at that because he's kind of whatever in some stuff, but I, I do enjoy him. Yeah. Um, and also, The Mandalorian, we're still watching. Which is the Star Wars show on Disney Plus. Yeah, The Mandalorian's great. Get in there with Disney Plus, guys. It's real cheap. It's like $5 a month. I mean, have you heard about Baby Yoda? Most charming character in film history? I think it's worth it just for The Mandalorian. And if you have children or you enjoy an animated movie, they have a bunch. And yeah. They have every episode of The Simpsons, which I kind of want to do a deep dive on. But I actually, speaking of TV talk, I've been in Sopranos Con. I have started my annual Sopranos rewatch. What the fuck? I'm in the middle of season one right now. Mm. I'm proud of you. It's, that's, it probably, that's probably going to get me to so, start Why don't you guys stop rewatching The Office and rewatch The Sopranos? How's that sound? Could you? A little step out of the comfort zone. Would you? You should. On a show that actually has some rewatchability. Yeah. Rather than a mediocre comedy that whimpered to a finish. Mm. Two seasons of arduous whimpering. With just missing the main cast member. But Mandalorian-wise, I just had one quick thing. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good show. I enjoy watching it. Baby Yoda is the best thing I've ever seen. But the lead character always has his space helmet on. And... Like, you want to see his face? Well, yeah, it's been three episodes. It's it's hard to connect with a lead character whose face you never see. And also, he doesn't even speak that much. Like, I assume at some point he's going to have to take the mask off and say something. Like, they, they hired a famous guy, Pedro Pascal, to play him. Sure. It's like, why did you do that if you never see his I face? I hadn't even thought about that. Is that weird? No, that's fair. Now, the, now that's all I'm going to think about, though, because I agree. Yeah. Maybe, um, maybe next episode we'll see that... Uh, that face. Should we get into reviews? Yes. One more quick thing. The your favorite show, Ray Donovan is back. Um. Oh. The uh, have you been surprised you're bringing up Ray Donovan? I know you're not a big fan. I am. Yes. This is its final season, I think. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Showtime makes all their actors sign like twenty season contracts, <laughs> so they can it just. It's time to take a stand. But speaking of Ray Donovan, uh, which stars John Voight, did you see the video of Trump giving John Voight an award for some reason? And then yammering and going on and on. And then John Voight like dances for like 15 seconds and then I awkwardly did. sits back down. Fans, if you haven't seen this, it's a must-see. I'm sure it's on YouTube. Just search. Donald Trump, John Voight. Award, yeah. And the fact yeah, that John it's... Voight's getting an award from the president and it's not for like anaconda i met john void at the beverly hills film festival Ooh, he gave me a pat on the back literally hmm that's fun i offered him a seat at my table because he was disoriented and didn't know where to sit down he have a seat at the table hey yo said we got a seat over uh right here for you mr void i didn't say john i think i said mr void that's john void's fault though He's a, he's a, he's an older gentleman. I figured I would be as respectful as can be. Yeah. He's a good actor, but he's obviously a huge Trump guy and is very cartoonish in We are in real anti Trump here at enough. Kid. I'm gonna vote for him just to mess with people, but I don't like him. Oh. Put it that way. <laughs> I just wanna be able to say I voted for him and tell people about it. Terrific. So I write in an email it. if you don't appreciate that bit, me wasting my vote for laughs. Mm. I think we might get an email from Trump himself. Everyone who appreciate you. Terrific. I love the pod. Don't put me in the obits. Terrific. But yes, let's get into reviews. Um, Proper. We talk an earthquake bird. We are. The Netflix original, which I finished because of my commitment to No Shut November. I'm really surprised you finished that piece of crap. It was very bad. It's Alicia Vikander meets a photographer. It's like a stranger's meet in a foreign country and fall in love kind of deal but then there's like uh, this weird murder subplot and like the timelines all messed up it was awful like someone would probably call this an erotic thriller but it wasn't sexy or thrilling in any way there was really nothing good about it um yeah. riley keogh does nothing for me yeah both of them of her appearance and her acting. oh you don't ability. think she's a babe she's fine I, just, I think she's a cutie enough yeah like they're babes but their attractiveness can't carry a whole movie <laughs> 
And like the movie looks good, but the the story that they're stuck in is wildly boring. And yeah, bad movie. Don't watch it. It's on Netflix. Although it did have a cool score by Atticus Ross, classic Scotty. Is he just doing everything now? Yeah. It's not even the novelty anymore. He, I remember when he did The Social Network and we all thought it was so cool. He's he's Trent Reznor-less on this one, though. Okay. He's going solo. But uh, yeah, listen to the score. Don't watch the movie. I also watched Rush Hour 2 because sometimes you just feel like putting on a classic. You know what I mean? And this movie is not as fun as I remember it being at all. Yeah, I asked you, I said, does that hold up? And you said, just flat out, no. No. <laughs> like, it's so weird that they made a trilogy of movies starring Chris Tucker and Jackie Chan because they're not even a very good duo. Like, they're back and forth. It's, like, very one note. Yeah, and Chris Tucker famously got paid $30 million yes, in for... the early 90s for Rush Hour 3, or what was it, early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah, he's getting like Will Smith money, and he like wasn't even he hadn't acted in a movie in he's years. He's since leading squandered up to all of it. Yeah, but yeah, that, I was watching. Like, did they ever have chemistry, or was everyone just insane when we let Rush Hour become a thing? But yeah, I watched that. Doesn't hold up. I also watched Drive for like the nine hundredth time, and it's probably the coolest movie ever made. I was gonna say Drive. I literally think it's the coolest movie I've ever seen. I'm. <laughs> with you on that one it's one of the few movies that i don't even think i took one look at my phone during yeah and it's it's so like stylish the score rules it looks incredible and in addition to the score the songs they have are great like the one hank is playing right yeah, now the soundtrack's fucking killer ryan gosling and carrie mulligan have very good chemistry in that movie there's scenes where they're just like looking at each other and smiling it's like captivating. And she, I don't like her. And she's not great. She's, she's great. Good in this. Right. Yeah. I don't like Oscar Isaac either, and he's good in that. This was the first thing I ever saw him in. I remember being like, probably same. Yeah. Who's this guy? We got Christina Hendricks in there. Judd Z. Malone. <laughs> uh, Brian Cranston. Albert Brooks. Whole movie just rules. It's uh, it's one of a kind. Thrills, romance, drama. Yeah, you laugh. It's on Netflix now too. I believe it's on Netflix and Amazon it at is. the same time. That's so why. Go ahead and fire that up, folks. It popped up and I just like pressed play without even yeah. thinking about it. That's like, oh. a, a good watch over and over again kind of movie too. I've watched Drive probably six or seven times. And that director Nicholas Winding Revan, all uh, Winding Refn, all his other movies are like so aggressively weird. Drive is like his one like simple like classic pretty straightforward yeah. yeah it's weird that ryan gosling doesn't really speak because he's normally a dialogue oh, actually that's not true he ha we've said this that ryan gosling has two speeds where he's like the charming cool guy or like the silent cool guy yeah there's really like always cool crazy stupid love um la la land like that spec yeah. side of the spectrum and then there's drive place beyond the pines where he's just like this like quiet tough guy yeah he, he kind of works in both I'm a fan. Yeah, he's one of my favorites. Yeah. He always, like, chooses interesting stuff. Well, not always, but, you know, compared to other guys, he's, like, doing cool indie stuff way more than anybody else. And that's Drive. Do we want to get into The Irishman, which isn't even on Netflix yet? We, uh, you know, we're... We're big in the industry, so we got a... Yeah, we had a nice screening with yeah. Marty and... Yeah, the whole deal. Kundun! The whole I liked it! The whole cast was there. It it uh, it was a real pile of crap. Yeah, we saw, this, that? we saw this in the theater, like a couple of class acts. Nice matinee for the Turkey Boys. This was the most seasoned crowd I have ever seen a movie with in my life. Literally almost everyone else in the theater was over 60. Yeah, they were reeling over all the vintage cars and yeah. the, the music and the scenery. Like, oh, look at that drugstore. And it was, you know, it's old people, so they were all like snifflers and coffers. I had a I had a sniffler next to me who was young. Yeah. He was the worst guy in the theater. He was... <laughs> yeah. Like, could you? I kept looking over at him like, go upstairs to the bathroom and blow your fucking nose. Yeah. I'm going to start getting more aggressive. Or blow your brains out. But yeah, I wrote down bored out of my mind as one of my top notes. Yeah, like it started. I was loving it for the first like thirty minutes or so, but unfortunately, that's only like one tenth of this movie, and it just keeps going. Yeah, it's just the going. longest movie ever made, and I hope 
that people can hear this before they decide to make their whole family sit down and watch this on Thanksgiving afternoon. <laughs> yeah. Oh, guys, it's the new Martin Scorsese movie. We have to watch it. Just sink four hours of your afternoon into this nightmare. It's too much turkey for one day. Dominic Lombardozzi with that fake gain. Him yeah. getting that work again. Yes. He's so, he was so distracting. Jesse Plemons with a real gain. Yeah. And like Martin Scorsese obviously is a great storyteller. It's just this story isn't very good. Like he's doing narration within narration, which is Ooh. his classic thing. I actually like that. How <clears throat> they keep like exchanging who's telling the story. I think that's cool. And they're weaving back and forth between different time periods. The thing we were most worried about going into it, like Robert De Niro's CGI de-aged, that was like, wasn't an issue at all. That ended up bothering me less than everything else. Yeah, The worst part was like De Niro beating up a guy. And I guess you could say that's a spoiler, sorry. Hmm. And he just looks like he's 100 as he's like kicking a guy. It's just they tried. Apparently, they brought in a movement coach to sort of try to teach them how to move like younger men. It didn't work. Didn't take. (laughs) I feel like I'm never going to forget how to move like I'm not a hundred years old. Like I suppose you may need to spice that up a little bit. They could have just CGI'd that too. That was the thing. Like this movie is very lacking in violence, which you know I don't need it to be like a a horror show. I do. There was only a handful of violent scenes, and that was one of them. And yeah, like that distracted me. I was. Remarking like, oh, he he looks like an old man, and this isn't like a cool beat-up scene. I wrote down that I preferred De Niro and Pesci in Righteous Kill, and I was kidding when I wrote it. But De, Niro, I, De Niro and Pacino, but yes. Yes, you know what I meant. Yeah. But I actually look back on that, and I'm like, well, yeah. I mean, I can't go with you there, but I... I respect... enjoyed Righteous Kill more than Irishman. Wow. That's Hot a fucking... Take. That's a searing indictment of this film. But yeah, like... It's got some fun stuff. I like mafia guys exchanging envelopes. Here's your taste. Hey, yo. And uh, there's a good storyline with his daughter, but then they cast Anna Paquin as the grown-up version of the daughter, and she looked nothing like the younger version, and it really distracted me. And other performance-wise, De Niro was okay. He was exactly what you'd imagine him to be. Nothing's really asked of him. He's just like a weird, sad sack killer guy. And Pacino in this movie, like, ruined the whole thing for me. He's terrible. Everything yeah. he says in this movie... Eating those dumb Sundays yeah. over and over again. Everything he says in this movie, it's just him going, Oh, he's a cocksucking motherfucker! Or, oh, he's a motherfucking cocksucker! Like, over and over again. Like, there are other cuss words. Let's spice this movie up. That's homophobic. Uh, we don't support that type of talk here Not at even the that, podcast. I, yeah, it's just just like re- repetitive-wise. Like, give this guy some new dialogue. If the real Jimmy Hoffa was as annoying as Al Pacino portrays him to be, deserved to disappear, it was fucking killing me. Pesci was all right, but he didn't really do anything memorable. He's just kind of in it. Uh, Ray Romano was in this movie. He, hey, he needs hey. more work. I'm a big Ray guy. Hey, thanks. <clears throat> The casting kind of felt like they just dug up everybody who's ever been in a mafia movie ever and just threw them yeah. all together in a big hodgepodge, like the beef stew of mafia movies. Yeah. There's at least six Sopranos deep track sidecars who got some work. And, you got a stew going. And Jim Norton, a comedian that we're a fan of, has a, a fun cameo as Don Rickles. Which he stinks and I don't like him. The there, only time that's been applicable. There we go. Killing with the applicable sound drops today. I'm and uh, But yeah, Jim Norton as uh, Rickles was a legit highlight. Yeah, that was probably the most believable part yeah. in the movie. And Jim Norton's a bad actor, but he, yeah. him playing a stand-up comedian that he admires... He looks works. so much like Rickles that, like, yeah. They slapped a little makeup on him and, like, it totally works. But yeah, this movie, it needed less union stuff and more violence, like... Unless you love the inner workings of how unions operate, you might not be having the best time with Is this Is there film. anybody who would, would agree with that? Yeah. <laughs> and like, I like a long movie, but this movie was needlessly long. This movie goes through generations with these characters, and there's like at least a decade that you could just pluck out and drop on the cutting room floor. And like, it's not like I couldn't pay attention, or it was... You know, I didn't even go to the bathroom the whole time. Not even afterwards. I was proud of myself. Scotty dehydration. 
But uh, the jokes are also very bad. I had no laughs at any of the stuff. Although it's funny when they're driving around their wives and they have to keep stopping for CI breaks. I guess it, it was, was. It didn't feel like a Scorsese movie. It it just felt like Jim Jarmusch directed it. Like Ooh. it was super slow, and weirdly quiet. Just like and like the amount of people that came out to see this. We were at a one p.m. Monday showing, and the entire theater was packed. There was four people who stood up throughout the entire oh movie. Oh my god! Right over our heads, I like for- on the wall. Like, are you out of your goddamn minds? I forgot about that. general admission theater, sold out show. I don't know how. Yeah. I think some people must have just walked right in. And yeah. then nobody confronted anybody about it. Like, if I bought a ticket to a three-and-a-half-hour movie yeah. and I walked in and there were no seats left... I'm leaving. I would either... I would definitely get my money back. Yeah. And I would probably make a big enough stink that I'd get a free pass. Could, I wouldn't just stand for the three-and-a-half hours. That's, yeah, that's like crazy person stuff. I love movies, like, more than anybody. I would not stand up and watch even, like, an hour-and-a-half-long mo- movie. It's just not in the cards. Yeah, I can't believe there were people doing that. That, like shocked me but yeah this I don't know I don't know what to say about this movie it was just kind of like a bummer and like people are talking all the awards like oh it's gonna win everything it's like what like maybe the award for most unnecessarily long movie of the decade I think that it would be fair that if it won it would be fair for it to win wardrobe and effects maybe because mm-hmm. the CGI was sort of better than I thought yeah, it was going to be. That's fair. I'd be I think that. wardrobe and um, like set design. Yeah. You know, it was like a gangs of New York-esque yeah. period piece. Mm. They did a good job with that. Yeah. Tarantino Overall, and Scorsese are, pro- in my opinion, two of the best best in the business period, but also the best at... That's a hot take. The, it is. Not really. I know. The I best, was joking. Oh, okay. <laughs> funny. Very funny. Sorry, I missed that. The Dude. best at setting the scene... Mm. there's never going to be a time where you're 20 minutes into the movie and you go oh fuck is this supposed to be the 70s like so many other guys do yeah where they just say like hey jive turkey and expect you to pick up on the fact that it's an entirely different decade even though everybody has like a cell phone in their pocket yeah you're right they yeah, they do a great job in a very subtle way where you're just like you, you just get it yeah like i just watched once upon a time in hollywood which is set in 1969 for the second time the rewatch and i watched the special features and there's an entire section where he tarantino hired two guys that are like movie car specialists Mm -hmm. to just pick out all the cars for the movie Mm -hmm. they literally went and got the exact same car that um squeaky from and the manson family used to drive up to kill sharon tate yeah and then they decided that it was too creepy they paid a thousand dollars just to look at the car so that they could figure out all the stuff they needed to do to it yeah. and then they got another one it was a galaxy a ford galaxy and what then they another one and then they aged yeah. it to look appropriate like it's these are the kind of details that i think are just make a filmmaker a filmmaker yeah. no that stuff is important and makes a huge difference the uh yeah like when you're watching that movie specifically anytime it's outside like there's a bunch of scenes on the street yeah. And most people probably don't even think about it. But yeah, every car, every person, every right. outfit, they everything s- you're seeing needs to be like perfect and look like it was 40 years ago. Some movies, very- they miss the license plates. Yeah. And they'll have New York plates and it's supposed to be California. Yeah. And it's just ridiculous. It's like you couldn't have gone ahead. You didn't notice that in editing or did you just think we wouldn't notice? Yeah. Yeah. When that stuff's well done, it really just yeah. brings Yeah. I was together. bored out of my mind throughout all of this. Yeah. And... I will never watch that movie again. Irishman, I'm not going to say I hated it. I just thought it was... Yes, you did. <laughs> I just thought it was, like, boring, especially in the second half. It sucked. And I just I wanted so much more from it. I mean, I saw people saying this was better than Casino or Goodfellas. It's like, are you out of your fucked up mind? They're not even in the same league. It's like a joke. And also, I thought it was weird that Scorsese shit on Marvel movies so much when there's a post-credit sequence to The Irishman featuring the Boondock Saints teasing a sequel. I thought that was kind of fucked up. He's <laughs> like, yeah. okay, he's like, <laughs> and uh, we didn't stay post-credits. No, and also notably, Scott did not pee before the movie, during the movie, or after the movie. So I that. the new crisis here on Enough is how dehydrated Scott <laughs> is. That's something that I am. Is a fitness professional I'm very worried about yes I just I didn't drink anything I wanted to I didn't want to walk out although once we were in the movie I was like oh I wish I had to pee so you intentionally dehydrated yourself yes 
like a crazy person. Yeah, I kill myself for the show, fans. Do you hear that? And also, yeah, you could have. I, I took two bathroom breaks, and I mm. peed before, and I peed after. So I peed four times. I felt like one of your bathroom breaks was just to like walk around. Yeah, I just wanted to go. <laughs> I could have held it till the end. Yeah. I just wanted to go for another walk. I had a feeling. Yeah, it sucked. I hated every second of it. And also, one thumb uh, or two thumbs down. Mm. If I could do three, I would. I'll give it like a middling. Like I'll give it a whatever out of ten. And after the movie, I got stuck in laughable Boston traffic for hours. Oh, yeah, like, it was raining out, and you, were, you, you, we left the movie. The movie started at one. The movie mm-hmm. got out at four thirty, and then yes. you dropped me off in the back bay. Mm. So you had to leave the back. Did you go the way I told you and go down to Arlington, or did you get lost and just get right on Sturrow? That one, yeah. You just couldn't <laughs> figure it out, so you got right onto Sturrow, following ways. Yes, like a zombie. Yep, just, I'm a, I'm a robot. And an asshole idiot. But Did you get stuck in the tunnel? I got stuck everywhere. It was like the most insane traffic you could have I've saved, seen in a while. You could have saved 30 minutes if you did what I said. Yeah. You could have just go down. This is real inside stuff, but none of our fans live in other states. Go that's down, not true. Go down. You could have gone down the back street, taken mm. a ride onto Arlington, gone all the way down Arlington. Backstreet Boy? Sure. And then you get <laughs> Albany Street or whatever the fuck, and yeah. you go down, and then you get on 93 there, I mean, you miss that whole section. I didn't retain any of that, but yes. It's two turns, <laughs> <Yes>. folks. <laughs> no, but it was just funny. The Irishman, it took up literally my entire day, like 10 hours. Yeah, you, it, you were in traffic on your way in, Yeah, because you hit the end of rush hour. Four hour long movie, and then like three to four hours more traffic. Yeah, it was you, insane. So yeah, you drove, took you, what, an hour and a half, hour and a half to get in and three mm. hours to get out? Yeah. So that's four hours, and then four hours in the theater, that's eight hours total. Mm. And there was like the medium time of like arriving at the theater, yeah. getting a bite, parking the car. Parking <laughs> the car was a problem too, we had to do laps, remember that? Oh yeah. I peed in the parking yeah. lot, which but, I did again at the Honey Boy and you didn't notice. But yeah, by the end of this day, I had CGI age <laughs> ten, 10 years, easily. It's like, it was just the biggest could ya in a while. But that's The Irishman. It comes on Netflix, I think, in the next couple days. Watch it in like nine sittings, and maybe you'll have a, a more positive response than we did. The, um, I feel like we didn't, no spoilers in there. I feel like that was spoiler free for the fans. Yeah, we didn't spoil anything except for the fact that it sucked. Yes. Can we, let's be positive for a minute and talk about a movie that we enjoyed. Honey Boy. Honey Boy. Uh, Which was almost a turkey boy. Friend of the show, Shia LaBeouf. Yes. Who was the director again? I think some new... New up-and-comer who's done like music videos and shorts uh, that I hadn't really heard of. Mm. Is that His said name bef- is Alma Harel. Har- I think it's a woman, actually. Oh, she, yep. I'm looking at her right now. How sexist of me. That was not very woke, folks. Kid, you're canceled. She's, she's an Israeli music and film... Music video and film director, best known for her documentary Bombay Beach, which took the top prize at the Tribeca Film Festival in 2011. Ooh. She's uh, wearing like a drug rug in her IMDb photo, and I'm sure she's insufferable to talk to, but I enjoyed her movie. Yeah. I did. As I've said before, I think Shia LaBeouf is legitimately a great actor. I think he's awesome, yeah. He chooses interesting projects, especially lately. This year, like this Peanut Butter Falcon... Something else I'm probably forgetting. I feel like he's in the pocket right now. I think that we, you know, everybody knows we went through the whole, like, he was a young child actor. He did Even Stevens. He was a Disney guy. Yeah, this movie's based, he wrote this movie, in case you don't know, based on the experience with him and his father during those times when he was, like, a young actor. He did that Borg versus McEnroe movie, American Honey. Those were both decent. I didn't love them, but American Honey is too long, but it's good. It has some good stuff in it. Um... Yeah, he's he's made he's definitely had some turkeys, but yeah, I really liked uh, Peanut Butter Falcon, and I loved Honey Boy mm. and the Tax Collector. I'm really excited about that one. And you can laugh all you want, but I think David Ayer is decent. I haven't even heard of it. I'm sure it's it'll be good. The new David Ayer movie. I think it's like an L.A. gangster movie, like everything else David <laughs> Ayer's ever done. But there's a picture of Shia LaBeouf. It's. Uh, Shia this is in post-production, I guess, but it's Shia LaBeouf and a bunch of people I've never heard of, directed by David Ayer, the, the, saying the plot's unknown, but it's billed as a gritty urban street crime drama. Build. But yeah, 
Shia LaBeouf famously uh, pulled one of his own teeth out of his head on the set of David Ayer's movie Fury, which no one on earth has even seen. With Brad Pitt? Yes, that okay. tank movie. Why did he do that? Because, you know, he's just really committed to the craft, man. He wanted to get into it, and I guess his character was missing a tooth. I don't know. I think that was at the beginning of his, like, losing his mind, becoming, like, an artsy, could you type dude. I remember when he, like, he got a bunch of tattoos and started dressing all crazy and... Yeah, and, like, his, all, his yeah. art things where he'd have, like, an installation where he'd be standing in, like, a glass cube and people would come in and do I don't even know what. Yeah, I'm glad that he's kind of just back to making movies now. Yeah. But, yeah, this movie, Honey Boy, it had a cool look. It, uh... You know, the Shia LaBeouf plays his father, and the kid who plays young Shia is very good, and did like, uh, oh wait, no, that was, there's two people who play the young Shia. There's the young version, and then Lucas Hedges plays like post-Transformers in rehab Shia. You know, they, they bounce back and forth. Lucas Hedges actually did a good uh, Shia LaBeouf impression. There were moments where I was like, oh, he's, he's really killing it. He's I didn't really even pick up on the fact that that's what... I mean, I knew that that was what was happening, but I didn't... Yeah. I missed a lot of that. Yeah. Um, the car crash was... Oops. It's that's not fine. really a spoiler. It's in the trailer. Every right? movie has a car crash. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was really realistic. Yeah. There was, like, realistic AA stuff. Mm, yes. Like, Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. I, um, yeah, the kid shy, like... It was noteworthy that he was good because most child actors are annoying. This kid, like, actually had chops. There's a scene where uh, he's on the phone with his mother and Shia LaBeouf's, like, they're, like, yelling through him and he's just, like, holding the phone while his parents, on both end of it, like, argue. I was like, this is workish. That made me laugh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, this definitely actually happened. It seemed very real. Most of the movies seemed very real. And, uh... I liked it, but towards the end, uh, it became like kind of one note for me. Yeah, you weren't as wild as I was. I walked out of there, you know, on a high, like, oh, we actually got to see a good movie in the theater. That's never going to happen again. I enjoyed it, but it's, you know, it's nothing to, like, get all fired up about. I saw someone describe it as a glorified therapy session, and (laughs) I was like, that's pretty much accurate. (laughs) Which, you know, nothing wrong with that. I like where... You know, Shia LaBeouf, he's writing a movie about his weird dad and his weird... The scene with uh, Shia LaBeouf talking to the young Shia LaBeouf or the young Lucas Hedges, however you mm. want to phrase it. That was too meta for me. Yeah, it was a lot. But talking about peeing and like how his son has a small yeah. penis and like... No, that I was, don't know. It's, it, this movie was... I thought it was awesome. He does this whole bit about how strong his pee stream is. So you hear that? You hear that stream? Hear the depth of that bowl, yeah. <laughs> and they just—I love how they had like that, and then there's the next scene of like Lucas Hedges at rehab and he's having trouble peeing because mm. it's clear that he's got a complex. And then they did the scene in the oh. pool. In the pool, I didn't even pick up on. Remember, this. they did the scene in the pool, and there's you know, like mm. I won't give away anything else, but they just—they do a lot of paralleling, which mm. I thought was cool. It was—it's just catching it's, stuff that Scotty didn't catch. I love it's, it. It's well done. The tension is really good. Uh, the scene with Clifton Collins Jr. <laughs> He needed needed yeah. that work. Yeah, he gets a lot of work. Surprisingly, never none of he's never that great in anything. But yeah. he gets all sorts of little bit parts. There should have been a scene where Shia LaBeouf's dad forced him to play Mutt Williams in Indiana Jones Four, like at gunpoint. That would have really hit the spot for me. And uh, yeah, overall worth a watch. Yeah, Hon- I loved Boy. it. Hoops liked it. Honey boy, we're gonna give it out of four star out of four stars. We're giving it three. Mm. Hoops is one. I'm two. I like how we do a different like rating system. Yeah, every whatever. Time. Out of ten. Out how of many eight. thumbs up is it? Hmm. I see that one's. I don't like the thumbs up because that only gives you like three options. Like two thumbs up, one thumb well, up. Let's or... give it a rating out of ten. Yeah. Well, we'll do like an average rating out of ten. I'll give it a seven. What would you give it? I'd give it a hot six. So six Maybe is 13 out of 20. If I was feeling nice, I might even give it a hot seven. Is that how we do it? Do we average? So we're averaging out to a six and a half yeah. out of 10. The turkey boys give it a six and a half. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Yeah. Some people are saying right now, like, it'll be on VOD in a week. I might as well just wait. Yeah. <laughs> They're right. You're probably right. Yeah. Um, yeah, check it out. That's all I got on Honey Boy. 
We did the obits. Yeah. We did the reviews. Folks, have we reached the end of today's episode? We're getting close to the end, but you know what I forgot to play? Wow. I forgot to play this. Yes. It's funny because we mentioned Quentin Tarantino, <laughs> and then I totally forgot to play the little Tarantino sound. Good. You crushed it with the sound effects to say. Don't be hard on yourself. But uh, I'll sneak in real quick. Next time on Enough, we might... Thanksgiving's coming up. I don't know when the next episode will be happening. But when it does, we're going to be doing a uh, 2019 retrospective, possibly, including our top ten of the year. Mm-hmm. I didn't check this with Ang. I'm just running it by Whatever now. you want to do. I'm he, just going to agree to it. He's in. And we might do, like, an award show for the year, like the Turkey Awards or the Kudges. We'll do something fun. It'll be a hot ep. And then, you know, we're reaching the end of the decade. As we get into December and stuff, we can do, like, a top ten of the decade. Let's have a decade episode. What are you thinking? You in? Yeah, I'm in. He's feeling it. Easy enough. Boom. Let's take a stand. <laughs> He's taking a stand. Um, do you want to watch 90 Seconds of the Departed by any chance? To be honest, no, but uh, here it comes. Yes. Got it. <clears throat> Back when Scorsese knew how to make a gangster picture. Now what? <laughs> practice. My name's Fenway Frank Costello. A man could look at anything and make something out of it. This might be Nicholson's worst. I look at you. He like mails it in and this. People think he's great just because he's playing a gangster and like shoots some people. Yeah, just get rid of this. Just because he's Jack Nicholson doesn't mean we have to like it. Yeah. Ooh, we got a nice sweeping shot of Mark Wahlberg and Martin Sheen working together. Love to see it. I thought it was nice the way you asked the guy which hand he jerked off with. Oh. I hope this don't shake the way you up. So I remember she ain't that sentimental. <laughs> he's, he's not bad in... Actually, he's bad in certain scenes. Do we ever take this seriously? That's what I... Re- I need to remember if we ever... Where, where, where? No, we didn't. <laughs> I don't think I ever thought this was actually a good movie. No why is ever. No why is ever. You don't know what this is like. That sweeping Michael shot of the harbor. Kid, it's fucking sick. It's just too Boston-y. As I've said before, no one ever emailed. If you don't live in Boston, email in, tell us what you think of The Departed. Give us your thoughts. Go back up. Oh, here we go. Unfortunately, that's 90. Oh, that'll be a hot one next week. We're that's about 90. To, we're about to enter an Alec Baldwin uh, semi-speech. That's it for us this week, folks. Thank hey. you for listening to Enough. Uh, you've been wonderful. We've been the Turkey Boys. Uh, you can find Scott uh, at Skip Seasoned on Instagram and, and Twitter. Twitter. We still haven't made a show Twitter because who cares? <laughs> and you can find I'm, me I'm gonna do that. at Ankner, at A-N-K-N-E-R, and at Ankfit. Come on in for a free personal training session. I'm located in the back bed. Do it. Yeah, follow us, rate, review on SoundCloud, iTunes, the whole deal. Send us an email. Following up the podcast on Instagram. And bye, fans. Thank you. I love you. And have a good one. Hey, have a good one, man. If you could. Love it if you would. <laughs>